<laughs> you want your five-star matches? <laughs> you want your 30-minute classics? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> That's good, ladies and gentlemen. This is We Too Deep 413 with another episode of the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. I'm recording a little earlier than I normally do um, on Monday prior to Raw, so I'm not going to be able to explain what happened on Raw on this episode. Um, Typically, I record on Tuesdays, but with Tuesday being 4th of July... I'm taking 4th of July. I'm not going to work on a holiday, right? <laughs> um, so first off, happy 4th of July. I hope you enjoyed your 4th of July weekend and uh, that uh, your 4th is just as wonderful for those who get off, which I would assume are most people enjoy the day. For those who have to work, I'm sorry. I wish we lived in a society where, you know, people didn't have to work on holidays. But um, we, we do have some of those stores that are... That are open. Um, but either way, enjoy your guys' fourth. Um, let's talk wrestling. Let's talk money in the bank. Um, so from a just overall general overview of the show um, perspective, I'm giving this. So I'll say it this way. If the IWC is saying this is WWE's best event ever, of the year, right? So, so I've seen a lot of response to this. Is this was WWE's best premier live event of the year? If the IWC is going to say that, then it must have not been the best. I still think Backlash was better, um, and and part of me believes that WrestleMania Night One is still the best event that we the best day in wrestling in WWE. Um night 2 kind of sucked, but night 1 WrestleMania almost perfection it seemed like. Um I'll say it this way. I keep a running tally of every uh, uh every WWE match that I watch. Every match that I watch has the opinion or not opinion, the option to uh, be on my list of best match of the year. I keep tally of these matches now. That way I don't have to go back and think of matches that I enjoyed. Um, and I added none. I normally only add premier live event or pay-per-view matches. Um, and I didn't add any from this card. Um, and so I'm not going to say it's the worst thing ever. There were a lot of good things done here. But it felt like there were two different struggling factions booking this this show. It felt to me like there was a struggle for what direction they wanted things to go, and things just didn't go the way I thought they were going to go. 
for a lot of the the show. Um, And so as we dive into the matches, I'm, I'm more so going to talk about the result than the match itself. We did start with the Money in the Bank match like I thought we would. Now, I thought it would be the women that would go first. Um, and it did not happen that way. We get the, um, the, the men first and, um, we, we have Damian Priest come out and we win or, and he wins the men's money in the bank, which a lot of people are going to be like, why wasn't it LA night? And I've said this, I don't remember if I said it on my preview of, Money in the Bank on Saturday. Um, but I said this, and I've said this in our in the Discord group that I'm in, and I've said this to numerous other people, WWE does not view LA Knight as a champion. I believe LA Knight is there to be the next sort of Dolph Ziggler role type player. He's going to be there. He's going to get people over. This is how he's always been bought. Go back to his time at NXT. His big feud in NXT was against Cameron Grimes. He ended up losing that feud. I think he won maybe one match in that entire feud that went on for three or four months. He ended up ultimately losing the feud, though, before being caught up. He then gets a name change, gets a dumb gimmick, Luckily, they bring back the L.A. Knight gimmick. But he's still not... I don't believe he was still viewed highly among the book, the, the, the decision makers. And he's sort of just viewed... He gets a crowd reaction. But I, but I, I, I genuinely don't know if he will ever become a champion. Especially a, a world champion. Having Damian Priest win here was the right decision. He's worked his ass off. And and, and I told you, there are stories that we could be telling throughout the matches there, right? And and Damian Priest and, and Finn Balor, with what was teased during Finn's match, was the bigger story. And we'll talk about that when we get there. Um... And I just, I, I'm happy with that result, right? Damian Priest winning is what needed to happen. It's the better story. And I'm glad WWE didn't cave to the sort of, if LA loses, we riot type response because while LA Knight is severely over, and I really think the casual fans love LA Knight more than the IWC does. While that's... Tr- I just... Understanding how he's viewed in the company. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying he's bad at all. I think LA Knight is a top five wrestler in the men's so- side of the roster in WWE right now. He's a top five on the current roster. He's over with the with the crowd. He gets a pop. I think he had the loudest pop of, of the weekend in London. He's mad over. You can't you can't hate the dude. 
It's hard to just not like him. I just don't know. Knowing how the business is is ran, though, I don't think the decision makers have a high outlook for LA Knight. I just don't. And so giving it to Priest, I think, is the better option. Because there's there's two different ways you could go with the story at this point in the night, right? And and that is Finn Balor wins the title, Damian Priest cashes in on Finn, or he teases a cash in on Finn. Or Damian Priest, you know, can cash in on Seth. I don't that to me that seemed the least unlikely. Or the way I thought this could have gone with Finn won the World Heavyweight title and, and, and during the IC title match, Damian Priest cashed in. Now, it's becoming less of a reality to me that he's going to go against Gunther with the return that we got back. Well, again, we'll talk about that when we talk about Gunther's match. But either way, it, it appears Damian's going to go against Finn at some point in time. It appears that Judgment Day is sort of breaking down at this point. I still love the result. Now, the match itself, I thought, was insanely safe for what we had. I thought we were going to see a lot more spots than we saw. Now, there were a lot of definite stupid spots that didn't need to happen. Right? Logan Paul trying to put What's his face? Uh, priest through the ladder that didn't break. That didn't need to happen. That didn't add anything to the match. Um, Logan Paul with Ricochet. Where Logan Paul basically went head first into the table. That didn't need to happen. They flopped the falling off of the ladder on the ropes. He about fell there. Like, the st- spots like this, right? And the reason I bring that up is because the AEW fans on the internet, um, which I've become a fan favorite on the internet, by the way. No, I'm kidding. Um, but the the AEW fans have been bringing, you know, and and, and especially like if you, I'm going to give this example. Um, Notorious Nerdy D on TikTok post part of his show, you know, promoting his podcast, you know, like you're supposed to do about. Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay's dangerous stunt that they did where Kenny Omega basically got dropped on his head and just got immediately critiqued by literal. And I'm not even fucking kidding you. When he, when he said this in the Discord, I thought he was lying. I literally had to go and check it out. Literally being critiqued by a guy dressed up as a fucking wizard. I laughed my ass off when I saw that. You don't understand the importance of, of, of what was... What the fuck is the importance of dropping a grown human being on his head? And you can't make this shit up. Kenny Omega literally has had problems in the past with vertigo. And I'm pretty sure he had numbness in one of his arms. That he had to go to a chiropractor to help get adjusted. You don't just fix this shit. Like, Kenny Omega, since 2018, has had vertigo and had to retrain himself how to wrestle in a ring that is spinning. He literally has vertigo. 
and you think it's okay for him to be dropped on his head, right? But like the internet crowd will sit here and, and the people, he, Nerdy D had comments on that video saying, didn't Logan Paul just go face first through a table? The first thing you need to realize is, is that post was prior to the fucking event. And he doesn't record another episode to after the event. So how would he re- promote his another episode of him? Right. The Money in the Bank match had some stupid spots. But the IWC doesn't give anyone who disagrees with them any chance to... You know, if, if I have a podcast, everyone here who's listening knows that I have a podcast on Wednesday and su- on Saturday. If something happens on Monday, Night Raw... You can't come to me Tuesday and be like, bro, how come you haven't talked about this yet? Because it just fucking happened, and I haven't done an episode yet. Patience, it's coming. But that's something they don't, they don't have the, you know, if you disagree with them, right? And it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Tell you something, though. We Too Deep 413 is about to enter and become the biggest heel in fucking TikTok history. With the way the IWC has been treating me the last few days. They can go fuck themselves. Like, I'm straight up being honest when I say that. Let's move on to this next match. Women's tag team match. Liv and Raquel versus Ronda and Shayna. And Liv and Raquel win. Not a result I saw at all. I saw the turn happening. I had Raquel turning on Liv. But we had Shayna Baszler turn on Ronda Rousey. Now, the rumors are... That Ronda Rousey has a hard out in her contract. When she wants out, she wants out. But she wants to have a feud with Shayna prior to her leaving. So what it appears to me is that her hard out is SummerSlam. It appears to me her hard out is SummerSlam. And she wants to have a quick one-month feud with Shayna before she basically calls it a career. Now the the first response to this is by Rhonda, I don't think I'll miss you. I don't think your WWE career has been as successful as it should or could have been. Um the second thing is is now that this is done, like cuz the whole idea was that Rhonda and Shayna were going to go on this dominant run and bring sort of relevance back to the tag team titles. And now that that's done, can we just trash these shitty titles, man? The women's tag team titles, and it's not that I don't like women's wrestling or tag team wrestling. The titles ever since their inception just haven't meant shit. And there's no reason to have it. Take these two belts, literally split, throw them away. But like, you technically have four women's champions. You have two world champions and two tag champions, right? You could literally form a mid-card with those two titles. Still have four women's champions. You don't need the women's tag title. Because what you have now, like look at Monday Night Raw, right? You have Rhea, Trish, Zoe Stark, um, Becky Lynch, right? Those are your top four. If you want to go a top five, who's next in line? Raquel, right? And then Liv would be six, Natty in, in seventh, uh, Casey and Caden 
eighth and ninth, right? And then if you round out the – like who – I don't know. Put someone else on the roster in tenth. Becky, Trish, and Zoe Stark are in a story. You got Ronda and Shayna who are essentially leaving. They're a tag team. You have Isla and uh, Fire. Uh, what the fuck is her name? Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Excuse me. And, right, but most of your women on the Raw roster are in tag teams. Right? Raquel Rodriguez should be the number one contender to Rhea Ripley. But she's stuck in a fucking tag team. Get rid of the titles. You don't need them. Create a mid-card belt. That will benefit the women so much. Right? Then we have Gunther beating Riddle. Um, you have Gunther beating Riddle for the IC title. Perfect result. Up to this point, I have no gripes. I have no gripes with the results. Right? Gunther wins. Drew McIntyre makes his response. And ooh, the smile that came on my face. Knowing that the entire IWC was wrong this entire fucking time. And I've been sitting here quiet for the last like four or five months since WrestleMania just sitting here saying, he's not fucking going anywhere. I fucking told you guys. I'm pretty sure several weeks ago or several episodes ago, there was a question, if Drew McIntyre leaves, where would he go, AEW or Impact? And I'm, I told you, I don't think he's leaving. And I fucking told you guys, he's not going anywhere. Drew McIntyre smartened up. And I'm sure there were considerations to leave. Just as anyone who who's about to, who's on a contractual thing should have a a desire. If you're not if you're in your job right now and you're so content with your job that you're not looking for something better, you're losing the battle. Everyone always asks why I keep Indeed on my phone. I like the job I'm at. I'm but I'm always checking Indeed, and everyone's like, "Why are you always checking Indeed?" Because there may be something better. And it's, it'll, if I find something better, guess what? I go to my current boss and I say, guess what? I found this other better job. And I'm willing to, to go through the process to get this other job. An interview and all of that. And this is what they're going to pay. This is what's better. If you... I won't go through the process if you can do this or that or the other. But I think Drew McIntyre just wanted a little time off. And now he's going to come back and for certain he's winning the IC title. And a match that I can't wait for, but I fucking told you guys. McIntyre wasn't going anywhere. We move forward with Cody and Dominic. Cody wins, just like he should. At this point, through these first four matches, I'm 3-1. and one. And, 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 and we have a pretty decent show, right? Cody had to win this match. This begins his ascent into the limelight. You know what's next for him? Beating Brock Lesnar. He beats Brock Lesnar. At SummerSlam, he gets the beast out of his way. 
He goes through some smaller opponents on the way to WrestleMania. And at WrestleMania, he beats and becomes world heavyweight champion. There's your plan. That's the story. Fantastic. Or he goes and he beats Roman. That that could be the possibility. I don't think it happens, but that could be the possibility, right? You always got to take all possibilities. Um, now, I don't remember the exact placement. This Forbes article is, is behind. It doesn't list the... Uh, it doesn't list the women's money in the bank. I don't remember the exact placement on the card. I believe it was right after Cody and Dominic. We're going to go ahead and talk about it. EO Sky wins. This is the only result, well, the first result of the card where I highly disagreed with the result. And this is probably my biggest L in my predictions, right? I had no idea Shayna was going to turn on Ronda. I'm not going to count that as a big L. But EO Sky, I, I told you that I thought that Bailey and EO, and that's still going to be a match. But EO is going to probably be, go after Asuka and probably cash in at SummerSlam or somewhere around there. Either make it a fatal four-way. It's going to be a triple threat if you guys don't know that. Um, and... I think Bailey versus EO is going to be a match at SummerSlam. Um, I just, like I said, Trish, Zoe, Trish, Zoe, and Becky were going to be interacting with each other for most of the match, and they did. My assumption was Selena Vega was going to win just because she was the only one that didn't have a story to be built here. And she was literally just like the spot monkey in the match. I don't think she benefited from this match at all. And when we're talking about dumb stunts, that stunt or that spot where she... It it looked cool, sure. It looked fucking fantastic. But I thought she fucking died. We don't need to be having... There are several spots in this match that looked cool. But if I'm concerned about their health long-term, Selena, baby, you don't need to be jumping off the top of the fucking ladder, crashing on another fucking ladder. I don't need that to be entertained. And if you do, you're fucking a psychopath. I could have gone without that. Now, the match was much better paced, it seemed to me. I just cringe a little bit when I see a women's ladder match because it's a little bit more sloppy. It always is. And I always just feel that the women try to outdo the men, and it leads to dangerous shit being done. Like Trish Stratus being manhandled, slammed through, almost through a ladder, but for some reason these ladders don't break this year. Um, I literally thought Trish, like, died. Um, I just want to know, like, what is the infatuation with, with EO Sky? I'm not a big fan of her. I think she's okay. I just... I feel you could have still done EO versus Asuka by itself. I felt Selena Vega... Again, I think the bigger name won it. Probably the right person did win. I just don't necessarily like that she won. I'm not the biggest fan of her, so this is the first result that I kind of disagree with. We then have Seth Rollins beating Finn Balor. Off of a distraction. This is where I tell you, Damian winning, this is why he had to win. He teased the cash in when Finn was getting ready to 
end the match, essentially, which distracted Finn. Now, my problem is Finn Balor still needed to win that match. If Finn won and then a tease happened, then you can have them argue and it makes it makes sense. But now you have them arguing. Damian Priest wins the money in the bank. Seth Rollins is hurt bad, like down bad. Like you could have easily beaten him. And instead of cashing in, you're going to sit there and argue. And I'm going to borrow a term from Nerdy D. You're going to argue with Finn like a little baby back bitch. And I don't know, it just that, that visual just annoyed me. Right? And so, there's two direct... I think the direction I feel this going in is we're ultimately going to get Finn versus, da- versus Damien. Ultimately, that's where this is going. But I feel Finn may cost Damien Priest his cash in when it happens. Right? So, we'll end with the Usos defeating Solo and Roman, which is the result that should have happened. If we're counting results correct, so one, two, three, four out of seven correct. Um, but where I was wrong and where I was highly disappointed is that Solo didn't take the pin. Roman Reigns took the pin. And while I understand, okay, maybe they're going, I don't know where the story's going to go, and maybe they're going to turn this into better than something I, I'm thinking it's going to be. Like, I just think it's simple. Solo takes the pin. Roman gets mad. Over the next four weeks, he pushes Solo around and, and, and critiques Solo and calls him, you know, names and, and, and all this shit that narcissistic motherfuckers do that Roman Reigns has done to the Usos. He would do to Solo. You get to the SummerSlam match, Jay versus Roman. Right, Solo takes out Jimmy, and so it looks like Roman's going to retain, and just when that happens, fucking Solo turns on Roman, helps Jay win the title, and that is the best, to me, that was the best ending of the story. You get a new tribal chief in Jay, you get a, a, a new champion in Jay who, can, who will defend it, you get a, a, a face champion again. Right, so now you can build up another heel somewhere up the line to to defend against. But I just felt that that right having Roman eat a pin in a in a in a tag team match that was more about family superiority than the title. Just I don't know, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like you could have still had these same moments that you had at the end of the match with Jay, sort of you know the the groin shot that could have still happened at SummerSlam. You could still have these same moments tied in. I just feel like it's forcing a story that sh- we don't really need. I felt like, and and I, this is just the way that I, I think of the story, and I've been wrong almost every time I've predicted what would happen. That's how good the story is. You know, a lot of stories are super easy to predict for me. This one, there's 14,000 directions you could go with it, and I always choose the wrong one. Right, and so that's what makes the story so good. I just, as I've sat and thought about it a little more, though, my initial reaction was like, "Why the fuck they let that happen?" My other reaction is, now that I've sort of sat on it, is okay. I'm gonna give this a chance. I hope it doesn't end stupid, but I'll give it a chance. And I hope that 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 we, you know, especially with like the tease of Roman being put on trial on Friday 
this is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting, so I'm a little bit excited with that. I just hope it's not a stupid ending to the story because it's been so good. Um, But I loved it. I, 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 the only thing I think I missed is Cena made a little speech about how loving the fans and the European and I disagreed with almost everything he said. European fans to me for wrestling events are annoying as shit. I just I don't like them. The soccer chants and all that shit. Save that for the fucking soccer pitch. Where you, where you're not a vital part in the story trying to be told, right? The wrestling is a story, right? And so if I'm a promoter and I'm trying to get, you know, a person X over as a heel and you guys like him, so you cheer for him. You're you're ruining the presentation of the guy, right? And so now you're surprised. Oh, why they turn the mics off? Why they pipe in sound? Because I'm trying to tell the fucking story. Play your role. The, the The crowd at a wrestling event has a role to play. You boo the bad guy. You cheer the good guy. It's that fucking easy, All right? But the European crowd almost does it the exact opposite. They, they boo the good guy or they cheer for the guys they like, even if that means cheering for the, the bad guy. And, so, and then they get upset when people say that they're a shitty wrestling crowd. I don't care how rowdy you are. This isn't a fucking party. It could be. But, like, I don't need the... Ole, 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 or, like, when Bailey was out there and they were... Hey, bet. That's fucking annoying. And I said in the Discord chat while we were talking during the show... That Seth Rollins' little, like, that shit was going to be, what, 20 minutes? I mean, it was only, like, four minutes, but they they then started doing it at random points in the match. And to me, it takes away from the performance in the ring, which is what I'm watching. I don't, like, cheer when you're supposed to. You have a role to play. That's the point that I'm trying to make. Um, Overall, though, the show wasn't bad. The show wasn't bad at all. Um, I'm going to give it like a B minus though. Right? And I really felt this could have been an A plus show with what we had booked for it. It's still a little better than I expected. Like I said, I keep my expectations low. With the card we had, I thought we, you know, I would have liked to see Rhea wrestle, but I, I just love Rhea Ripley. I think she's one of the best women's wrestlers in this generation. And once Charlotte retires and steps out of the way, she will be the best women's wrestler in the world. Um, and I, so, like, a B-minus. A B-minus, I think, is fair. It's definitely worth watching if you haven't watched it yet. But it's it's definitely something to watch and to enjoy. But it's still not the best of the year, right? And if anyone says that, right, I've, I've heard people say this was the second best pay-per-view event, AW or, or WWE of the year with Forbidden Door upping it. And you know what that tells me? You have a fucking recency bias. Right? Because everything that I've heard from Forbidden Door was that it was okay, but a lot of people hated it. A lot of people enjoyed it. The people you would expect would hate it, hated it. The people you would expect would enjoy it, enjoyed it. And a lot of people who were in between more so went to this event kind of sucks. So... I mean, everything I've heard about Forbidden Door leads me to not want to watch it. Um, and so, I, I, I feel a lot of wrestling fans have a recency bias. Oh, Forbidden Door was great. Oh, Money in the Bank was great. Oh, SummerSlam was great. Right? And the, the most recent event becomes the best event to them. 
night one WrestleMania was still better than this. I think Backlash was still better than this. If you put night one of WrestleMania and Backlash together, that if Backlash became night two of WrestleMania, that, was, that would have been the best show of the fucking year without a doubt. Right, but night one of WrestleMania, top tier. Backlash, top tier. I even think uh, Night of Champions was pretty fucking good. So that's three events that I think are better than Money in the Bank. And and so I just, I don't know where we get this idea that this was the best show ever. I'm going to give it like a B plus, or excuse me, B minus, C plus for Money in the Bank. Not bad. Um, but I, I also think it's safe to say that this replaces Survivor Series in the big four. I don't think they care about Survivor Series anymore. And so their big four is Rumble, Mania, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam. Which I honestly would be okay if they just went to four shows a year and those were the four shows. I think that would be more than enough to tell competent stories. Um, But let me know what you guys think on all of this and I can't wait uh, to be back with you guys. You know, the last few episodes have been long, so I figured I'd give you a short one. Just talk about money in the bank. Um, come and join the disc- the Discord and join our discourse, as I like to say, um, as we talk about wrestling and a bunch of other things here at the Casual uh, Community Discord page. Uh, go to the Casual Community YouTube page uh, run by Notorious Nerdy D or the Nerdy D Show. You can go to either one of those pages, if not both of them. First thing first, subscribe, like, watch the videos, give a thumbs up if you listen to audio forum, uh, and uh, then the Discord link is in the description. If you're watched, or excuse me, if you're listening, because you can't watch this, this is audio only. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple, leave a review, give us five star review, whatever you feel about it. What what can we do better? I want you guys to be as real as possible with me. But definitely join the Discord as we have a lot of talking and a lot of fun talking wrestling there. Um, With that, also, for Discord people, who are the people who are in the Discord, me and Nerdy D are definitely going to plan a watch-along for SummerSlam. Um, As it is about a month away, and uh, we definitely are going to do something where, whether it's, you know, me and him on camera, and we bring in some special guests who are in the Discord, you know, rotate those people or or whatever it is. We're still planning it out, but we're definitely going to do some sort of watch along with it. Um, as I feel that, that, you know, we feel that that could definitely lead to some sort of, you know, better viewing experience for us. And again, we're all about building community here. Um, all opinions matter here, too. So <laughs> I had to get that in. <laughs> uh, but with that, thank you guys for for listening to the. Um, shit. <laughs> this, I'm about to say We Too Deep podcast. My, now that I brought that up, I'm going to scrap that idea for now. I just don't have a lot of t- I don't have enough time to, to run four different podcasts, basically. Uh, and so, uh, if you guys don't know, I, I run this show. I run the Calling Audibles podcast on the Junkyard Media Group. It's a sports show. And then I run Queen City Pro Wrestling on YouTube. Um, so, go check that out. And again, thank you for for listening, and I will see you on the next episode of the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast.